All right, here we go. I'm going to do it. Hey there, precious kinklings. You're listening to K is for Kinky, and we're your friendly neighborhood kinksters. Jen. And Eden. And today we have an extra kinkling in the studio. The studio. I love how I'm pretending that we have a studio and this is not happening. They can't see us, so we'll just pretend. The extra kinkling is... Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Sid. <laughs> Yay. And don't don't worry about the studio because I'm in my streaming lab right now. So, you know, I, I completely understand the uh, the feeling about that. Yeah. Well, I feel like more legitimate that Sid has a streaming lab. So now just, this like, is we'll just pretend that we're a professional getup. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> and we're excited to have Sid with us here today because Sid is going to talk all about the creation and the origins of the amazing group SCK. Hello, and welcome to the Case for Kinky podcast. This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. Hello. Welcome, Sid. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I was really excited to receive your invite. Yeah. I guess especially for those who don't know you, you know, the extra one or two listeners who may not know who you are, do you want to just give us a quick general introduction? I was about to say some other I word. And maybe tell us a little bit about the beginnings of your kink journey in terms of how you discovered or became a part of the community here in Southern California. Yeah, of course. Uh, so as you already heard, my name is Sid. Um, I have been in the community since 2017. I identify as a switch and I'm the, uh, I guess you could say server owner slash founder of SCK, SoCal Kink, uh, which at the moment is primarily a Discord server. Uh, we have over 300 uh, members at the moment. Very nice. Uh, thank you. Yeah. We don't do any kind of like advertising. We don't like post in different groups about our upcoming events. So, you know, the fact that we've grown to this size is uh, an accomplishment all on its own. Now, you're not just a Discord server, though. We are not. No, we do actually have our uh, in-person meetups. We have monthly munches. And uh, we try to do, I guess, quarterly uh, gatherings, you know, separate from the munch when people just kind of get together um, hang out like we've had pool parties we've had picnics friendsgivings uh christmas parties like yeah we're we're uh we're pretty comfortable bunch of uh kinksters you know based out of southern california so what is the sid origin story so please start from a, birth no from birth <laughs> okay from, from, birth. from, from conception <laughs> 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 no, the the actual story is uh, when I was a kid, my dad brought home a Game Boy with a Pokemon game uh, with it. You know, I, I was uh, a lot of bit of a Pokemon fanatic when I was a child. You know, that kind of carries over to right now in case you can't see on the background here. Um, Many Pokeballs are behind Sid right now, everyone. <laughs> yes. So I turned on the Game Boy and this Pokemon game already had somebody else's save file so you know this was a used game somebody else had played it uh, and the name of the character the name that they had given themselves was Sidburn so I oh. actually kind of fell in love with it like from a from a child and uh, from a young age 
and yeah, I've I've used it for just about everything. You know, I'm a very openly geeky person, so I use the name Sidburn as like my Dungeons and Dragons character name. Uh, anytime I play any kind of RPG, it's always got to be Sidburn. And so when I joined the community, uh, it just kind of seemed like a very natural name uh, for me to to go by. Yeah, my name is very cool. Sid. I didn't know that that's where that started. So <laughs> I'm not surprised, though. <laughs> um, so how did you discover Kink? How did you discover this community? Uh, that's a great story. Uh, it's actually one that I like to tell as like a little bit of an icebreaker. I, I, anytime I'm at a munch or, or, you know, meeting people who are newer to the community. Uh, and the story is that I was involved in another Discord many years ago. And uh, there was a person on this Discord, you know, we ended up find, having like mutual interests in one another. So we kind of developed like a little bit of an online relationship. Uh, things were going well. And at one point, she asked me if I would be her master. And uh, I I didn't know what the fuck that was, but I said yes. <laughs> you know, for sure. Uh, whatever that was, whatever it is that she desired or needed or wanted in a, a DS dynamic where, you know, one would be a master, I wasn't given it. I wasn't aware of it. You know, it wasn't even on my radar. So that online relationship very quickly fell apart. Oh. And yeah, it kind of, uh, it affected me heavily, let's just say. Uh, I talked about it with one of my best friends and he was like, oh my God, man, I feel like you could have had a potential wife on your hands. Uh, if only you knew what you were doing. And I asked them like, you know, how do I learn what I'm doing? And the only piece of advice he gave me was sign up for FetLife.com. Solid. That that's the only advice here. I'm that just gonna plop you in the middle of this. <laughs> Jeez. So, um, you know, I had absolutely no idea what this website was used for, but I clicked through some of the buttons and I saw a lot of uh imagery. Let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was under the false impression that this website was uh used for casual encounters. And my initial profile setup uh, reflected that misunderstanding. Eventually, I found the events tab, and I found something that was right around the corner from me. Uh, and I decided, like, you know what? I'm doing nothing. It's like a Wednesday evening. I'm, I'm going to go check this thing out that's happening at Fuddruckers, you know, right around the corner. And yeah, uh, that's how I went to my first munch. And it was one of the greatest experiences that I could have had at that time in my life. And, you know, it kind of very quickly realigned my understanding that this was a community thing and not a, you know, everyone's trying to get in each other's pants kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And as you could probably tell by now, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people discover FetLife and assume the same thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was, I am so lucky that I caught on to what was going on very quickly. Uh, you, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of embarrassment uh, knowing what my profile had written on it <laughs> once I once I started making friends. So, 
Oh, no, I wish I had known what that was. <laughs> I won't make you divulge. It's fine. The secret will stay with you. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a lot of Pokemon puns like interspersed with like like dating profile vibes. Like that's what I'm wanting it to have been. <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> I'm trying just to remember. nodding I'm try- his head. <laughs> was the phrase you, you gotta catch them all in the profile? Uh, no, but... I, I, I'm, I'm I'm honestly trying to remember like the last line of my intro uh, because it was absolutely something along those lines, you know, like if you're not geeky, we're not getting freaky or something like <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Sid, you're so awesome. <laughs> I'm fangirling over the first oh. profile and I haven't even seen it. Just knowing that, that was a sign. off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was pretty bad. Oh man. It's very cute. It's very cute. Okay. I mean, at least how long was it before you uh went to the munch and kind of figured things out? Uh I want to say like less than a month. Okay. That's good. So not yeah. not too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. If it makes you feel any better, I put on my first profile that I'm like, I'm a heavy masochist and I had only played like two times and like had no <laughs> frame of reference for that. And like, you know, we all we all start our profiles the best we can and then find out very quickly or not so quickly. Oops. That was a whoops. I don't remember my first profile. I remember my first username, but I don't remember my profile. What was your first username? <sighs> Share with the class. <laughs> Sid just shared his heart and soul. Um, It was not spelled out, but it was Leopard Lover. <laughs> was it like LPRD, like what you would try to fit on a license plate? It was close to that. Close to that. Was it a license plate? Close to that. Not quite, but close. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I I, I love, I don't love because of the heartbreak part, but, but I love the just unintentional step into, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but sure. Like, I love the enthusiasm (laughs) that you had (laughs) not knowing anything about it. Um, and I'm so glad that your friend told you about FetLife and you actually got out and made it out and became a part of the community. So what was it and how long before you decided, you know what, I don't just want to be a community member. I'm going to start a thing. Like, how did that come about? That's a really good question. I can't remember off the top of my head how long after I first joined the community, I got the idea. But I can tell you exactly how the idea came up. Uh, I was at a, I think it was like a BizBaz kind of event, you know, over at Threshold where they have a bunch of vendors together and, you know, everyone's just, everyone local, you know, some people travel, but they're just selling implements and toys and merch and whatnot. There happened to be somebody there who, uh, I was told, operated a website called uh, LosAngelesKink.com. It it was a very functional website. Like, they had uh, upcoming events. They had, uh, like, an archive on the right-hand side of previous events that have happened over the last several months. And, you know, it turned out that that venture was a little too time-consuming for for the person who had started the website, LosAngelesKink.com. And so I got the idea of why just Los Angeles, you know, like Orange County is just around the corner and then San Diego is a little bit further from that. So I kind of got the idea to not just make it Los Angeles kink, but rather SoCal kink. When I first got the idea to start tracking events, um, 
I made it a point because I, I still felt very new to the community. You know, it was potentially a year in, maybe less than a year in. Um, I felt a little bit strange about just taking people's event information and hosting it on another Google Calendar on a separate platform. You know, this was outside of FetLife. I, I had created a, a little website to uh, similarly to LosAngelesKink.com to track and promote events. Um, I'm remembering you came to me to ask me to add my events to it. I remember, yes. yeah, early on. So, so because I was very new to the community and I felt weird about taking people's like event information hosting it on a calendar and on a website outside of FetLife I kind of took it upon myself to go to every event that I wanted to host information for introduce myself to the host tell them about my website and actually ask their consent to you know relay and promote their event information oh my god um, you're such a high caliber person Sid I cannot even right now there are so many people who would not have done that that is so sick thank you I, I so I guess right alongside that I, I I was actually dating someone at the time who had a lot of experience in the community and they were actually the one who kind of told me you know like hey it's considered good form to ask for permission if you want to do uh, something along these lines. And so, yeah, it kind of took it to heart, you know? And actually followed through. <laughs> yes, yes. This was all pre-pandemic too. So I, I, you know, I discovered the community in 2017. Uh, from 2019 to 2020, I was actually in a vanilla relationship. So I'd, you know, I stepped away from the community for a little bit. But yeah, for two years, I was, uh, I was running around. I was going to all sorts of munches, introducing myself to, you know, all sorts of event hosts. And it was a fun time. I mean, if there's any other motivation to get out there, that's that'll do it. <laughs> All right. So you start getting permission from hosts to put stuff on the calendar. And I believe that's around the time we met. Yeah, I believe that's around when we started having conversations. Yes, mm -hmm. I was attending your 101 class prior to this. Um, okay. And then some of your some of your parties as well. So you get the website up and running. And then what what how does that go? Okay, let's see. Wait, now, now was it a website or was it the server? Are these two different website. things? This is a web. This is a website. Okay, okay. Yes, the website came up first. I guess a little bit of extra information about that. One of the reasons that I wanted to have a website separate from FetLife is uh, just the considerable number of uh, events on FetLife that you know, gangbangs, orgies, <laughs> glory holes. You know, so yeah. there's that <laughs> aspect of it. You know, how how are you supposed to find the events where you're you're going to build genuine connection and you're going to start, you know, feeling like you're part of this community if you're having to scroll past 36 gangbangs before you find a munch? <laughs> now, granted, <laughs> to those listening who enjoy the GBs and orgies, there's nothing wrong with that. And <laughs> there's many of them on FET, as probably a lot of our listeners know, that are kind of just, they almost feel like placeholder events. Like there's not anybody RSVP'd or there's like one or two people RSVP'd. And so there is a lot of scrolling through that kind of stuff before you get to things that um, are either socials, like the munches that you talked about that you started going to, um, play parties and things like that. So yeah, I do. <laughs> 
probably most of our listeners will understand what you're talking about. Yeah, so so I was trying to gather all of this information in a manner that you wouldn't be, you know, for, for lack of a better term, hit in the face with it. That's what she said. Uh, another aspect of it was, you know, as someone of a certain gender, even creating a profile on FetLife opens you up to unsolicited messages. So there are people out there who want to find events who you know are waiting to discover this lifestyle that are just put off by the way that people can sometimes behave online yeah and they don't go through and make a fet life profile because that's just you know i want to say that's kind of a risk you run creating a profile anywhere you know whether it be dating websites mm -hmm. or so yeah I, I i created a website with uh these things in mind and i wanted to collect mostly information on munches, um, play parties happening at dungeons, uh, and classes. And uh, that's where uh, the SoCal Kink website came from, and that's where our goals lie, I guess you could say, our, at our core, is just uh, letting people find information about the kink community without running into material that some might consider triggering. That's very cool. In my head, your kink and gaming experience collided and you decided to start the Discord group or server because you were probably already very familiar because it was mostly a gaming platform, correct? Uh, yes. And, you know, it was just, it was a chat room that I, it was a chat platform that I spent a lot of time on. There are records in the Discord showing that I started building it back in like 2019 before the pandemic even happened. Uh, but I didn't actually start inviting people until about March of 2020, sometime much later on down the line. And by the way, for, for the listeners who don't know who are not part of the SoCal King Discord server, uh, there's a lot of mechanisms and bots that just handle things automatically in the background. Uh, I wanted to make sure that all of that worked before I started inviting people in. That's smart. And it was a good time or good timing because, you know, obviously we all know what happened in March of 2020 and, you know, the world shut down and everybody was getting online. And that's, you know, we see so many dungeon spaces and other groups that have created servers for that very reason. So your timing was impeccable. <laughs> yes, I was a little bit behind the curve, but yeah. I, I kind of caught on to like, you know, where all the people were. And uh, unlike some of us who maybe lagged behind even more because we were not gamers and did not know what Discord was. But that's just me. <laughs> it, you know what? If you're familiar with, uh, you know, Yahoo Chats, Yahoo Chat Rooms, Discord is, you know, pretty much the next evolution. Of Yahoo Chats. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I have only heard really fun things about SoCal Kink. Um, I, especially with the Discord, I don't use even our Discord very much, which is sad. Um, <laughs> but I just get overwhelmed very easily by like large group chats. Um, sorry. But if I was going to join another server, I would absolutely jo join SCK because SCK is well run. And clearly, Sid, I mean, I'm like imagining Sid in a dungeon like setting with like I don't know, like bellows and like orange light and fire, like building the machine of SoCal Kink Discord and making sure it runs perfect before you let people come into this awesome machine. Like that's kind of how I'm seeing this. But um, I am curious, is it what you imagined it was going to be? And what are like some things about running a Discord server that you've discovered having to manage 300 people, which is like you put 300 people in a room and that's a lot of people. 
what would you say are the yeah what would you say are the hardest parts about that um that's a very good question we just and... asked it like three questions at once by the way yes <laughs> good luck, so. <laughs> I thought so that's what you were uh, very quickly <laughs> I want I want to back up to what Eden had said about, you know, me sitting in a smoky cavern with uh, <laughs> yes. orange glow, whatnot, in a way, yes. Yes. You know. Yes. If you had to retell how this all happened to like a creative writer, that is exactly what they would come up with. Yeah. I Dungeons and Dragons, dr- Dungeons and Dragons, your experience. <laughs> Absolutely. It could be turned into an adventure module. Yes. Love it. Love oh it. Gosh. Okay. So, but was it everything you thought it would be, Sid? Or is it more than you thought it would be? It is more than I thought it would be. And I don't think I could have imagined uh, even the level of success that we've had so far. When I first started inviting people to the server, it kind of just became a server that people joined and never really touched. You know, Sure, we had, you know, 26, 30 members at the time, but nobody was talking. I would consistently try adding different channels, you know, topics of conversations that people might be interested in having. And slowly over the course of time, as more people joined, uh, as the purpose of the server became more defined, uh, people started talking and people started inviting their friends and, you know, it kind of became this uh, lively place. And that was really cool. Yeah, I think that was definitely one of the, the more difficult aspects of starting this community was just sort of gathering similar minded people, letting them know or, or you know, showing that this is a uh, a safer space, you know, somewhere where they can feel comfortable sharing their experiences, venting about their problems, that kind of thing. How do you handle vetting people coming into this community since you just mentioned like you're getting the right people into the right place, having the right conversations, basically? Like, how do you manage that? Um, That's a good question. And a lot of that, I want to say a good portion of that is actually uh, self-policed. You know, we have people in the server who have been a part of the community for uh, many years now, and they are very vigilant. When somebody comes in that might have like a questionable history, uh, I talk to them about it. Hey, you know, so what's the problem with this person? Uh, what are some of the the worries that you have if we were to let them into this community and if there's a real cause for concern i turn them away uh because to me the safety of the community that has been built so far is more important than the number of people that i allow in okay so that's number one that that's that's how we keep like the bad apples out number two because of the 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 community because of the subject matter of the server uh, we only want people who are 18 plus to come in. So I actually set up a I'm I'm using a third party server called Ripple. Uh, and the reason that it's third party is because I want a degree of separation between the documents someone needs to provide to show that they are 18 plus and anyone in SEK, anyone in SoCal Kink. Really wise. I thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, There are a lot of different servers out there that have a lot of different methods of verifying that someone is 18 plus. Uh, Some of those methods involve you sending, you know, like a censored picture of your ID to the owner of the server, you know, to the person in charge. 
And as much trust as you can have in that person, to me, it still feels like a little bit risky to be sending those documents to someone who is a couple of zip codes over, you know? Yeah. Ripple just takes that worry off my hands. You know, uh, anyone who comes into SoCal Kink doesn't have to worry about someone else in the server knowing what their ID looks like or knowing what their their selfie looks like, you know, if they're somebody who doesn't want to upload pictures. I feel like having this safeguard in place also provides a layer of protection towards some of the people we may not want to be in our community. Uh, because asking somebody to, sh to share a document and prove that they are 18 plus can be very difficult. You know, if, if they're not a good person, if they're not a good person and if they're up to like, you know, shady dealings or whatever, they're not going to want to upload their picture. They're not going to want to upload uh, something showing that they're 18 plus. So they don't even bother joining the server. It's really interesting. I love that. So people are like self-selecting not to bother with it, which is kind of a cool way of like weeding out people who should not be there. Um, could you speak a little bit? Because also, like, I want to acknowledge for the listeners how unusual it is and what a big deal it is that Sid has managed to create a community of 300 plus people that does self-regulate and have standards. The leadership required to manage this is, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, the word in my head is astronomical, but like, that's not what Immense. I mean. What? Immense. It's just immense. Yes. Like, and also like, there's a lot of layers and a lot of stuff that you Sid have to balance. Um, I don't want to focus on the negative, but also I kind of do. Like, I would like to know what some of the struggles are that you face and um, whether or not you've been able to overcome them or if they're kind of ongoing conversations you have to have about managing some of the more difficult aspects of leading a group of this size. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, having 300 people in a room is a lot of people in a room. And one of the wonderful things about the human experience is how different we can all be. Uh, but sometimes those differences can lead to conflict. And uh, the Kink and BDSM community, we kind of uh, pride ourselves on our ability to be able to communicate through difficult situations and, you know, respect one another's boundaries. Sometimes those principles are forgotten in a room of 300 people and uh, conflict happens, you know? So I'm very grateful that I haven't had to deal with the situation that I have not been either equipped for or had assistance with by someone who was equipped for that kind of a situation. And I'll give you a little bit of an example. You know, there, there are some things that are not in my lane, issues that come up about gender, you know, or, or another sensitive topic. Uh, I may not be well-equipped to, to talk through those issues, but I do have people that I lean on and, you know, who support me through solving those conflicts between members. And those situations are, are really challenging for me because, you know, they highlight parts of my understanding and reasoning that could be brushed up on. As a person in a position of... I guess you could say leadership. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of that word either. Um, Love to hear more about that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, as as a as a person in a position of leadership, you want to feel well equipped and understanding, and uh, you know, empathetic towards uh, all walks of life. And you know, sometimes these situations that come up, they just they help me understand that there's work to be done. Yeah. Obviously, I want to know. I want to know. Tell me what your thoughts on the word leadership. Uh, the word leader. 
I guess in our community, in the kink and BDSM community, the word leader uh, just has a lot of misunderstanding. It's misconstrued often, I guess you could say. This is this is a a, a question I was not ready for, so I'll give you just a moment. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable answering it, we can edit this part out. I'm curious because this is a concept I'm constantly tangling with. And like earlier on in the podcast, we made episodes about it, but the reality is like a leader has to be selected but also there are qualities that I think of with leadership that many people in the scene possess. Like, I think you possess qualities, but I think that you have some important thoughts on this matter that could further my understanding of the word leader. So if you're willing to engage in this discourse, I would really value your opinion. This might be a very nuanced situation, but let's say that there's somebody new coming into the community and they start hearing that an organizer of a munch is a community leader. There's an understanding of that word that this person is uh, trustworthy and well-respected and has others' best interests in mind. Uh, and they may gravitate towards that, where as somebody new to the community, they may not be familiar with the concept of vetting yet. You know, as as you actually discussed in an episode, I think, about leadership early on in season one, uh, sometimes there are people who coordinate and operate events uh, for the sole purpose of having supply around them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the 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 concept of calling somebody a leader a leader for the level of involvement that they have in the community is a challenging concept for me to be fully on board with i love title holder you know title holder absolutely holds significance in our community and that is absolutely someone that can be admired for their properties but you know the word leader is is a, a little bit of a different story i feel like just the fact that you feel this way kind of puts you more in the seat of uh, positive leadership. And I'm sorry to say that, but uh, it, it might be true. <laughs> I, well, I think, so what you're pointing out is something really important, which is the nuance of how these types of words, which one, how are they attained? What is the standard for attainment? Who gets to judge if someone's a leader? And how do we, can we, um, I don't know, take leadership away from a person who calls himself one who is harmful. And the reality is there is no regulation. Someone can call themselves a leader for as long as they'd like and even masquerade as one and there is no repercussion and no ability to regulate that. So I think your desire to not be associated with that word is really valuable and important. And I want to hold space for it and honor that that's your wish. I know for me, I think what I think of the word leader and what I want it to be, which is not the same as what it is, but what I want it to be is somebody who acts as a guide and a protector and who helps to oversee community and who helps to provide safety and support to community. So and by acts with as much integrity as they possibly can. If that were the definition and if that was something that existed and could be regulated, I do feel you would fall under such a category. But I respect that you would like to be known as a community organizer. And I think that you're a wonderful community organizer, possessing of many qualities that I admire in a person who has power but does not abuse it. Since I being voluntold. That. I'm not voluntold. No, I'm being very I am I am accepting. No, I'm cause, kidding. Because right. both of us are basically like, you're a leader, neener, neener. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> very quickly before we continue, uh, one of my favorite words is actually the word nomenclature, which means the definition that we give or the meaning that we give to words. 
So the nomenclature of something like the word leader uh, can change depending on the setting that you're in, you know, and it, it's, it's, yeah, that's what it is, you know. Well, I love that this little awesome nugget of a conversation got inserted into the major conversation. Um, woohoo, that was fun. This is a good, this is a good one. Um, Ms. Jen, what's the next question we want to ask Sid? Well, I, th I don't know if you, so I had asked, uh, what what has been the most difficult part of starting this community of SEK and and kind of not just starting it but what is the hardest part about running it hmm. you don't have to pick just one you can have multiple <laughs> multiple choices okay so i think the part that i struggle with the most is uh the conflict resolution that has to happen you know as as someone who feels uh emotional tolls heavily uh, sometimes having to, you know, pull pull someone who you might consider a friend aside and having to have a stern talking to with them and give them a warning and tell them that they broke the rules, you know, it's emotionally draining. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no two situations are the same. So depending on what I would have to deal with, I may have to like, you know, retreat a little bit to recover and get my energy levels back up uh, only to be quickly called back in because there's another conflict happening that needs to be addressed. And, you know, it, it kind of becomes this pattern where you're not fully recovered and you're not ready to present your best self to the community. And yeah, yeah, that, that, that has been absolutely one of the most difficult parts is just this uh cycle that i've found myself in where uh sometimes there's two or three different things happening back to back and you know i just have to i have to pull back a little bit to recover for my personal well-being you're describing it's... the cycle of burnout <laughs> uh absolutely yes yes uh i am so grateful for the team that i have for the team that helps provide different insights to cer certain situations cannot do it all alone and i'm learning that more and more every day yeah well you're quicker than me i'm i'm finally learning that <laughs> after 15 years <laughs> shove the message that it's okay to ask for help down the throat um okay so what's your favorite parts what are some of the best things that you've experienced as the server has blossomed and continues continues to blossom uh, I will say that my number one favorite thing is seeing all of the different hangouts that people are having between munches. You know, if there isn't a munch, not not just the SEK munch, but if there isn't any events happening on a certain day, people might organize themselves and go out for bowling, uh, go to a museum, go to karaoke, you know, and seeing just this level of community, this level of like, you know, friendship uh, and this level of activity outside of just kink and BDSM happening is honestly like one of the most rewarding things for me as, as, as the person who built the shell, you know, seeing everything happening within it is just so awesome. Oh, Absolutely. It's I a fantastic feeling. Got very warm, bubbly feelings just hearing that. <laughs> um, I think we have one last question we wanted to ask you about this topic. Ms. Jen, do you want to? I have a couple of questions. Oh, just kidding. I'm just going to delete that whole thing. I just sound like a fool. Um, I will not transition us. You transition. Go, Miss Jen. So what advice, now that we've talked about kind of the hardest parts and some of the greatest parts, what would be some of your top advice to somebody who's like, I think I want to start a kink server and munch? Oh, boy. 
Um, <laughs> it's a lot of work, first and foremost, especially if you think that you want to do it all on your own. Uh, it absolutely involves uh, trust. You know, you're going to want to have a circle of people that you can trust with situations that come up. Uh, honestly, bots, learning how to use the bots in the server uh, is really important um because sometimes you know uh people may just want to interact with the bot there's bots out there where you can play little mini games we've got a couple of them in sck uh people just like posting random pictures of dogs and cats yeah i would i would jump in while you're thinking of things to say that if you're not familiar with discord and the bots and all of that then you just do like we did and get yourself a sid who <laughs> So for those of you who have been listening, this is the Sid that we shout out every episode because this is the Sid who helped us create and build our case for Kinky server. So with all of his free time running yeah. a 300 person <laughs> server out of the kindness of his heart, helped build our little baby server. Yeah. 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 So bots, learn how to use the bots, you said. Yes. For this question, are we assuming that the person who wants to start the Discord server already knows how to use Discord? I would hope so. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say <laughs> yes, they are familiar. I would hope. <laughs> okay. So one of the other things is to make sure that people only have the permissions that they need. Uh, for example, one of the permissions that Discord allows is for someone to delete another person's messages. So you don't want to give that to just every just anybody because, you know, if somebody starts deleting another person's messages, it's going to lead to problems. So uh, learn about the Discord permissions. Make sure that those are being kept well maintained. I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot more advice that could be given, but I don't know how to how to bring it together well and honestly i feel like the first couple bits of advice are probably the most important the the having people around you right that you can trust having people that you can trust who will be there to help that's that's a big one and understanding that it's a lot of work right i think a lot of people see stuff on the outside on the surface whether it's a discord community whether it's a munch whether it's a party, um, anything that we that we do, and they think, oh, psh, I could do that. That looks easy without understanding how much work is behind the scenes and how much time and how many spoons, right? Um, and that's kind of what you were you were talking about. I think those two pieces of advice are definitely some of the most important for sure. I was going to add in yeah. like just kind of going off of what we talked about with one of the most difficult parts, I would advise any person looking to step into an organizational role um, that they should be prepared to handle conflict, interpersonal conflict, and to understand that that may take up 50 to 60 to 70% of the energy you put into maintaining a space. Yeah. And that's yeah. if you're organizing anything in yeah. the scene. <laughs> but especially a server where people do meet in person, like you need to be prepared to help uh, mediate conflict. Yes. Yeah. For and sure. if you're not prepared, have somebody who is prepared and comfortable mediating conflict. Yes. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So the the final, I guess, question that we have is about what's next? future plans. So yeah. Uh, any plans for the future of SCK? Yes. Uh, for a very long time, SCK has kind of been in like a shapeless state of being uh, where we've just kind of been trying out different things, see what works, see what doesn't. 
but I think that after about two to three years of being online, I've got a little bit of an idea as to what I want SCK to be and what some of the steps to get us moving in that direction are. One of the crazy things about where we are right now is that for the most part, event tracking and promoting uh, has pretty much stopped. Um, you know, thanks to the world opening back up, the King community has had a resurgence of activity. And there are now, once again, dozens and dozens of events happening each month. Tracking each one of those and, and putting it on a calendar and announcing it, that has become more of a challenge. And I want to say that that uh, goal of SCK has taken a little bit of a backseat to some of the other things that I've, I want to prioritize. One of those being uh, educational events. So I want SCK to sort of function as a launch pad for anyone in the community who even has like curiosity about teaching a class on something they're passionate about. Um, you know, we actually did help uh, one educator get their start. They were our education coordinator uh, a year or two ago, but they they started putting together classes. They started presenting them to people within the server. We had you know events around it, and using the feedback from our members, uh, they were able to build upon their class. And you know now they're doing virtual classes uh, nationwide, potentially worldwide. You know, so uh, I just. I'm personally really uh, proud that SCK was a launch pad for that type of reach when it comes to, you know, providing education. So that's something that I do want to prioritize for SCK. I happen to know that a lot of our members are interested in, you know, having a class about contracts, having a class about uh, hard bondage, for example. Um, so I want to help those people get started. Yeah, so that's one of the first things that I want to do. Uh, also, we have some members who live in parts of Southern California where there are absolutely no munches and coming out to even one of our events uh, is a very, uh, you know, it requires a lot of dedication. So what I want to get back to, this is something that we used to do in the past, I want to get back to virtual events. Uh, I want to get back to potentially having a uh, monthly discussion panel with a D-type, an S-type, and a switch. Um, that's an idea. I still haven't worked out the format or, you know, what the discussion topics are going to look like. Uh, but yeah, that gives people an opportunity to uh, attend an SCK event and build community uh, by, you know, partaking in an activity together. Yeah. And uh, the website, the website is like, that's like the, the end goal right now is if I can get the website the way that I imagine it, I would be just as SEK would reach the heights of my dreams, let's just say. <laughs> that's awesome. Just, that's awesome. <laughs> I love how so much of your work, your goals has to do with nurturing other people. And I want to name that in you and say that that to me is a quality that I'm learning about you that marks you as special. I think you are a very powerful nurturer and you've nurtured a community that has grown to 300 people. And I'm excited about you continuing to provide spaces for people to grow. Thank you. Yeah, th this this interview, I think, is a, a really great opportunity for you to get to know a little bit more about me because yeah. 
you know, I I am well aware of the fact that I tend to be a little bit of a distant and private person. So I can also be Not a bit anymore. distant. <laughs> I can be a bit distant as well. So I am very excited to get to know you better, Sid. Yeah. Likewise, yeah. Well, this was great. Do you have anything before we kind of wrap up? Do you have anything that you want to promote or any last thoughts that you want to add? Uh, first and foremost, to the mods of the SCK server, that would be uh, Camelus, your mom, and Molly. Uh, all three of you rock. You do so much, and I'm so grateful for your presence in the server uh, whenever I can't be around. Uh, secondly, everyone who has actually joined the SEK server, uh, you know, we wouldn't be the same without you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share parts of your life with us, uh, your wins, your struggles. Um, you know, it really helps make this community uh, as welcoming as it is. And then finally, shout out to Jen and Eden. Uh, this podcast rocks. The website looks great. Uh, you do so much for the community, and it really is a privilege uh, to be able to come on here and, you know, talk about a little project that I've got going on on the side. So I do want to ask, uh, you know, since I do take care of the website, is there anything you want to see with the website in the next year or so? Oh, good Lord. That's a great question. Um, So we were having conversations. Wait, your website or our website? <laughs> the the K is for Kinky website, yes. Um... I we weren't prepared for this question. <laughs> this interview only goes one way. Um, <laughs> We're asking the questions. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think the website that you built is wonderful for the purposes that we have right now. Um, for a little while, to be real, I was getting burnt out with the podcast because of all of the editing and the pace we were keeping. So at this moment, I'm grateful we still have the podcast and that it's going well, the new format. And the thought of being able to look again at the website and add more and create more opportunities that are more sustainable is one I have not been able to hold for a while. So you asking me one gives me the indication to myself, I'm checking in with myself and I'm like, I do like the idea of continuing to grow with our online presence. I do cherish that opportunity. So thank God for that because uh, it could have been very different. Um, but uh, I don't know the answer other than I don't know how much activity our website sees because we aren't on there. It's not a community. So I wonder if it would be possible to like link the discord server to the website or to get traffic on the website because the website is offering something that only it can offer that people are compelled to consume. But I don't actually know what that would be. I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, for now we're good. Cause like, like Eden said, we're, kind of revamping some things and trying to also uh, mitigate our own burnout. But <laughs> I could see, you know, adding uh, pieces where it's more promotion in terms of, especially now that we're focusing a lot more on interviews. So having more promo pieces on there um, to promote the people that we're interviewing, uh, you know, things like that. I know that with the newsletter, which I think we're doing less often, we have some of that in there, but something where people could go in and it would be maybe a little more archived or I don't know. We're, we're trying to get through this transition first. So we'll Also, I would love for the mouse, like the little cursor to have like a magic trail that follows the mouse everywhere. Oh so the God. mouse moves and like, it's all like, magic. And I'd also like to have like eight bit music or like, like old fashioned music that like is not music anymore. I want, I want that too. Music I want that's music. not music. Like old fashioned, like old timey, like Nintendo music. Like I want that. Whenever someone logs in, I want them to have Nint to hear it. You just say old timey <laughs> and then Nintendo. 
Yeah, like old Nintendo, like Game Boy music. Like you say old timey music, and I'm thinking like 1920s. So you like, you know how it goes, like, do, 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 do. like, and then you like move the, your mouse the... around. So, so essentially, you want like an old school MySpace profile? Yeah. Oh my god. I would like our website to be no. of that caliber. <laughs> the MySpace profile for K is freaking oh key. Yeah, I want to really make people just miserable uh, visiting. Uh, like, oh my god. <laughs> no, I think it'd be fun. At least the cursor, the little cursor. I, okay. You know, you move I, it, and then you can have like trailing behind it. You can like, make it magic. Okay. It is a thing. Sid, you want it to be thing. like tiny little dicks, like you know, oh, just yeah. leaving a trail of dicks behind. Can it be dicks and vaginas? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, I do want that. It depends on someone else's work you know we're gonna have to outsource this i would love oh that God. i think that'd be great oh no oh, or like little like implements <laughs> like you move the mouse a little baby implements it's just like burp, 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 you know? or a little whip that just starts whipping across the yeah. screen so that i could be behind let's bring it back okay. to the 90s let's like turn the website backwards um oh boy um sid thank you so much <laughs> for being here today and uh for letting us pick your brain about this wonderful community that you created um and thank you for being my launch in terms of understanding discord because sck is where i started just as uh as a participant to figure out discord before you helped us create our server so uh, I appreciate all of that because um, I still don't know what I'm doing on there half the time, but uh, I really appreciate you uh, and we appreciate you so much. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. It was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad to be a part of your digital presence. Yes. We're grateful to you. Um, this is going to sound really weird, but we need to do our shout outs. And of course we would not be ourselves. <laughs> we didn't shout out. Sid, Sid. Tussled. <laughs> this is the Sid. Y'all just met Sid. Look at Sid is live for the shout out yeah. of Sid. <laughs> Thank you so much to Sid and to Tussled for helping keep our team going and for supporting us. Um, we also want to shout out our Call Me Kinklings. Yes, we have Pudding, Squatch, and Jenny. And yes, and Spicy Newbies. Thank you to all of our Call Me Kinklings. <laughs> if y'all are curious about what the hell that is, go to our Patreon and you will find out. Um, and Peace. with all that being said, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and, uh, be well, precious kinklings. Bye. Wait, I want Sid to say bye too. Sid, will oh, you, will you ready? say bye with us at our, our One, end? One, two, two three. three. Bye. bye. <laughs> Yay.